This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 461. We're one, um, we're one, no, no, one episode closer not. to finishing, hey? What? It's T minus 39. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Episode T minus 39. I love it. Uh, this is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com, and that there is Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoworkshops.com.au. How has your week been? Um, hasn't been bad. Yeah? Don't think. But <laughs> okay. Well, haven't yeah, haven't killed any yet. more fish? Uh, no, no, the the, 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 the fish are still uh, in the one. Well, as far as I know, I haven't checked my other daughter's one for a while. Or right. after she's fed it, so maybe it's been quite warm today. So, <laughs> and haven't and changed to water. So, right. yeah, it's, it's maybe we might not speak too soon on that. Right, fair might enough. Sneak down, might have to sneak down after the podcast. To see how <laughs> are going. Oh, uh, I'll I think I'll send myself a little email reminder. Right. your fish. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's been, it's been, I've been moderately busy. Yeah. Yeah, and yourself? Have you been moderately? Uh, I, I, I've been busy, but nothing photographic in the last week. Did, did you? Did your guy come back? The guy who was left and came back—is he back? Brad is back. Yes, Brad's back. He has been back for a week now. So um, uh, good. And and that, <laughs> was feeling better. He is feeling better. And no, I mean, is that feeling better? I don't care about him. Oh, it's better for me. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's um, what I care about. What I found hilarious was. You know, as you know, he sort of, yes, hilarious, yes. Um, (laughs) He disappeared from the picture when I had only been in the business for a week and a half. Exactly. And so I was sort of left holding the bag and really not having a freaking clue about what was going on. (laughs) And he's come back three months later and walked in and gone, mate, I'm going to have to ask you questions about what we do because it's been so long. (laughs) So for the first couple of days, it was like he was the newbie and I was the one who had his finger on the pulse of it all, which I thought was rather funny. Anyway, sad in many ways. Yeah, but um, but no, he's 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 back and he's glad to be back. And uh, that's good. That's actually half the battle, isn't it? Yeah. You know, sometimes you come back. It's like. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. 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 Well, I was doing it before. I don't know why I was doing it before. I'm still not going to do it anymore now. Yeah. So, no, no, it's been good to have him back. So I did that at a job once. I came back from holidays. Yeah, right. I sat down at my desk. I got up and walked across the road and quit. <laughs> walked out the door 15 minutes after I came back from holidays. Wow. I don't even been there 11 years, so it was, it was yeah, it was <laughs> short. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes you come back and you go, well, what am I doing? Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's lucky he's come the, back. It, and it's a reality check. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, or you feel like you're not progressing or whatever, or yeah. whatever the situation may be. And, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, it's like sometimes you get a, a, a case of the real world. Yeah. And you go, hey, it's actually kind of good, you know? Yeah. So that's good. And so I'm glad he's come back in a, a frame that's actually going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's good. Um, yeah. So what have you been up to this week that's kept you so busy? Yeah. Um, well, I did another day of filming for our uh, iPhone oh, yes. uh, iPhone um, travel documentary, yep. whatever it is. I don't even know what it is we're doing, quite frankly. I, I saw one of your uh, photos looking up into the top of the shopping centre circle window yeah. thing. I mean, I'm, I'm only the host. I don't even know what the show's about, frankly. <laughs> you know? um, you uh, just stand there and look good, mate. Well, you know. <laughs> Tough job, but somebody's got to do it. 
Well, Knighton didn't do a very good job. But it's like, it's like you know, I don't actually know what the purpose of it is. Right. Okay. I don't, I don't know who the end customer is. I don't know what the end goal is. I don't know. I'm, you know, people ask you, will you do something with me? And I'm like, yeah, I always say yes. I don't always, but I, I try and say yes more than I say no. Right. Because you don't know where stuff leads you. Sure. Yeah, so I say yes, and then, you know, every morning you go and do it, you go, oh, damn. So, <laughs> yes. so who was the motivating force behind this? Um, so the guy who does all my video stuff. Right. For Built the Fields is my, my video guy. It's yep. his project. All right, okay. And he asked if I would yeah, be involved. Right. Um, and so, of course, I had to help him out, which is because he's done a lot of stuff for me. So, yeah. Yep. It kind of made sense to say yes. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, so, when you have to get up in the morning and actually go do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when the when the lazies has has he had you out on breakwaters in eighty kilometer an hour winds like <laughs> a previous just, project? <laughs> no, nothing. That's been that's what I've. No, so, so by comparison, it's been pretty simple. You know, uh, that's what I'm we getting. Filmed, at. <laughs> filmed two days in the city, and and really only like not full days, like yeah, four or five hours, yeah. which is quite tiring. I must say, still, it's it's quite tiring. But right, it's not. Yeah, not rocket surgery. I think it's not like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it, but it's, so, I, I, well, hopefully, something good comes out of it. At the end of the end of the day, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been a, a, an interesting process. So they're filming everything with iPhones too. So the, it, it's, right, it's, the, the whole project shot on iPhones. The photos are taken with iPhones. I did learn how to record my screen with my iPhone though. That was a good thing. That was a new tip. Oh, okay. So you As can in, your screen. Turn your screen into a video screen capture. Yeah, so as I'm moving stuff around and pressing buttons on the screen, it's recording all that. Yeah, right. And yeah, so it records me as I take the people can see the photo I'm lining up. You know, I take the photo, they can yep. see it, and they can see the stuff I do to it. So that's all kind of yeah, that's cool. That's all kind of good. Yeah, so that's a, that's I'm chuffed I learned how to do that because that's I'm sure it's going to come in handy at some point. So is this content going on YouTube or is it going somewhere else? Or I don't know. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> is the first episode edited yet? No, I haven't even shooting it yet. Oh. We're supposed to be, funnily enough, we're supposed to be out shooting now. I thought you said uh, you were out we, shooting the second episode. No, sorry, no, the second day of shooting. Oh, so. second day, right. Yeah, so it's, it's like, it's going to be, you know, a week, a week you know, five or six days of shooting for the first episode. Wow. Well, especially because that's when you're learning, you know, what it is and how, well, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to be learning. <laughs> we're learning what we're doing as we're doing it. Uh, well, they, they, I'm sure they have more people. Yeah, uh, it's not so much you know them, but me yeah. is probably a little bit on the eight ball. Um, and he may have told me. I'm not saying it's his fault. <laughs> There's every chance he explained what was going on, right? Um, at some point, but um, yeah, it may have just slipped my mind. Fair enough. But, you know, it is, it is. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know what it's going. Uh, it's it's going to be. It's, they're looking at selling it to some people. Yeah. But I don't know who. Right. Okay. Or, or, you know, if there's any money in it, or but yeah, it starts off with you know, it's like I'm going to take you to some of my favourite cities around the world. So it's got potential for good stuff. Yeah. Good yeah. Good. That's that's kind of. Well, I mean, yeah. If it, if somebody takes up. And you get a chance to do a bit more travel, which is good, always good. Yeah. And so speaking of, you know, this weekend, the other part of that I've been so busy doing is um, I've been doing all the stuff for researching for Sri Lanka. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, projects. It's it's yeah. I got a big long email from them this week about oh yeah, this is kind of where we're up to, and uh, then I sort of come back and go on. Yeah, uh, uh, it's maybe not going to work quite the way you think it's going to work. It's um, so. I mean, well, I mean, their, their goal, from what I can gather, once again, maybe I wasn't paying enough, <laughs> enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see a pattern, Bruce? <laughs> just somewhat. <laughs> okay, I've just finished my bingo game on my phone now, so I can I can put that down and concentrate fully because I've I've only been half here for the first. Uh, <laughs> There we go. I won the game too. That's pretty good. Um, what was I saying? No. So the uh, so the, the, their goal was for me to come in and do either one batch of twenty days training, right, or two lot ten. Um, but that assumes that you know what to train, yeah, and what's needed, and what yeah, what the what they're going to be training people on with no on-the-ground experience. So I've gone back to them and said, look, I need you know, at least a week on-ground in your country, in your town, mm. then come home and build the appropriate materials. That will also – and they've also got all this gear listed, all the stuff and cameras and lenses and stuff they want to buy yeah. to, to outfit the people I'm going to be training. Yeah. But, of course, you know, until I've been there, I don't really know what they actually really need or what they're – knowledge level of experience there's no point thinking in there they've got like 5d mark fours and i'm thinking hang on a second if you guys haven't got a clue how to use this stuff yeah you may as well start with the basic eos yeah well, yeah it, it, for what they need yep so, so i'm just kind of trying to building and so once you have to be trying to research and you're researching an area where there's not much information yeah online yeah you're trying to watch videos on a location there's been like three vloggers have been through there and yep. yeah that's it and they didn't do a very good job yeah, you're trying to research, and and also what I sort of found out, this area has only really been repopulated in the last ten years. Yeah, since the uh, so tsunami. The, the tsunami and some wars, some sort of right. Fighting. Oh, there was a civil so, war. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So since uh, so all the farmland was destroyed, all this so it was not. Yeah. Uh, right. Habitable. So it's only just rebuilding now, uh, and of course, then you got to go in there and and sort of photograph the the nothing. Yeah, right. Wow. I've got to go in. So, so my sort of thoughts are, so I go in there and then I go out and visit farmers. Yeah. Okay, see, okay, what are farmers doing? What are they growing? How they're growing it? What are the photographic opportunities? Yep. What are the, what are the seasonal seasonal um, produce that they make and, and how's that going to vary? Like in Bangladesh, certain time of year, you go there, you photograph them drying all the chilies in the villages. Yeah. How highly photographic, but it's only good for like three or four weeks of the year. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to go and go, okay, what happens during the year in your farming communities? Oh, there's a farming festival on the pound. I found out in, I think it's March. Well, that's, that's something that's not. Okay, what happens during the farming festival, you know? Uh, is, is there anything photographic worthy there? And then you want to go to the, like, the fishing villages. Okay, how do they fish? What do they use? Are they cast nets? Are they, you know, beach fit? You know, so find out what, what the photograph opportunities are there as well because there's not a lot of ancient history as far as buildings is concerned. Right. There's not a lot of. Um, scenic beauty as far as landscapes is concerned. Nope. Yeah, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to draw people in for those, but if, if you can find some cool festivals and photographs, and, and, and we know as photographers we're looking for the next frontiers. Yeah. Uh, we want to go into areas that haven't been, you know, you know, you want, do you want to go to Iceland and stand on the Black Ice Beach with your other fellow 400 uh, yeah. lonely, lonely photographers? <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah. Or do you want to be out there in an area where no one's really shot? I, I can't find a single 
professional quality image of this area. Wow. I can't find quality photos of people. I can't find quality photos of, of pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, so that's either Which, really bad. Yeah, it's either a really good thing or it's really a, a, yeah, well, it's a, a warning sign. Yeah. <laughs> run away, run away. Um, so, so that's so all that sort of stuff I've been sort of doing this week, which is um, which has been kind of interesting. But the thing is, you know, even if it absolutely came to the worst, you can always fall back on your strengths of natural light photography and and do portraiture. Absolutely, the people, are, yeah, as long as they're interesting looking. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, you got to go in there and assess. And there's some countries, some areas you go to. Some countries, people don't like to be photographed. Well, so if that's, if that's if that's the case of this area, you're kind of in trouble. Yeah, but if it's not, I, if they're okay, really so I, we 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 didn't go to that particular part of Sri Lanka, but I can say from no first hand experience that generally they were pretty approachable people. So, so I think I was told. I was told. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say this. <laughs> Bleep it out if it is. Maybe, but they said, oh, "Don't worry. There's nothing to worry about terrorists here. We shoot Muslims in sight." <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> that really is the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah, how friendly are they? And I'm assuming they're friendly. You know, that's the thing. You're sort of, you know, assuming that. The, but but well, you never know. I mean, you go to like um, uh, Zanzibar as an example off the African coast, and yep. you know, there's areas there really, really hard to photograph people. You know? Right. Um, because they're very devout Muslim, they don't, you know, they're not interested in in, in that. Uh, and you know, or if you pop a camera, they also avert their faces. And so yeah, right. You just don't know. So yes, absolutely. So that's all the reason why you want to go in and under get a grasp and understanding that they run around like a chook without a head for five or six days. Yeah, visit as many places uh, as you possibly can. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the, the biggest thing I've found the places got going for it is this legend of the singing fish. Oh, okay. On a, exactly on a certain still nights down by, on the river, you hear these fish singing. Right. Oh, I don't know how they sound. Right. Um, so you think, so, oh, this is great. This is a legend we can build on here. You yeah. Know? Maybe we can get into a, a singing fish festival where yeah, that <laughs> kind of draws <laughs> people in. Yeah. They've, guess they've, what? Just, they've just seen Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah, but, but they haven't, they haven't, the, the fish haven't been heard since the 70s. Hey. The fish haven't been heard since the 70s. Right. <laughs> okay. You've got this cool legend, this kind of cool thing, uh, but it doesn't happen anymore. Either A, it never happened, B, the fish died or moved on, or C, yeah. the guy spreading the rumour has moved on. Yeah, well, he's broken. Yeah. It's like, okay, so that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I found this really obscure, like, BBC documentary on the singing fish of Batakaloa. Right. And it was like, oh, yes, and here we are down on the rivers. And it's like the 1950s sort of voiceover sound. And there's <laughs> yeah. black and white pictures being shown over this audio. <laughs> and uh, they didn't hear anything and they didn't, they got no further than that. But it was, it was fascinating for just a little while there. You had this adrenaline and you try, then you try and search up as many things as you can and there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so that's in itself as a challenge is interesting. So that's sort of uh, been busy spending a bunch of time doing that kind of stuff. So when are you most likely to be heading over there? 
here's the thing, I don't know. Right. I just emailed him again saying, did you get my email I sent to you on Monday? Because it's Thursday now and I haven't even got an acknowledgement that you got that email, you know. Because <laughs> I said to him, I said, look, I've got availability in the, in the late April, all of May, all of June they can have, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, no, nothing. Cricket. They, Actually singing they, fish. They've, <laughs> yeah. they've, they've got a pedal power, the generator, to receive the email. So I've been, I've been, I've been setting up, um, oh, I've been judging some awards this week. Oh, okay. So, so, uh, That's your favourite pastime, last, isn't it? For the last three years, here's the one you'll love the most. The last three years I've been the, 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 the only judge, the main judge for uh, a thing called the L'Oreal Awards. Okay. And the L'Oreal Awards are... Um, I don't even know how to even describe it. I don't know if I was paying enough attention. Uh, <laughs> there's that theme again. So it's it's for uh, it's for the best image of the year of a published image to do with gardening. Oh, I was thinking L'Oreal as in the makeup. So as you can see, that's yeah, a specialty of mine, <laughs> both gardening and photographing said garden. Yeah, right. I don't even know how they even found me. But once again, you, that's, you, you say yes. So three years or so ago, they approached me. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. And then they're like, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah, I'll do it again. Here I am again. You know? but, but it's been a strange twist this year. Yeah. Um, yeah we saw in some of the photographic um, competitions, like the portrait prize, the commercial photography prizes we talked about last year, yeah. where uh, we're submitting work to commercial photography awards, professional commercial, that they're self-commissioned. Right. Yeah. That, this is. Oh, yeah. It's that wasn't a. It's basically work, a personal yeah. project. So, but, but they're putting it under commercial uh, attribution. Yeah. 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 Commercial award, yeah. which I thought was very bizarre because it's not commercial. Yeah, other than if you own personal gain or sorts of thing. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, so this year, in the, the, for the first time, in the Laurel Awards, hmm. uh, people are sending in their proof of uh, publication as their Instagram page. Oh, what? Look, I put this... Uh, I should use the right voice. I put this photograph of the uh, Epidura flower, or whatever it's called, up on... Uh, up on um, uh, in my Instagram page. I've got 17 followers. <laughs> and uh, here we go. So, uh, judge me. It's published. And published. <laughs> technically. Published. Yeah. You publish a word page. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Wow. Maybe. Okay. Right. Now, I'm just going to double check here. Hmm. The laurels. It's not the laurel. <laughs> the laurels. How do you spell it? U R E L S. Say again. Play U. Yeah. R E L S. Laurels. So oh. Right. Not paying possibly as much attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so there, that, so I, I judged, I, I judged that competition, right? Like Tamron asked me to do uh, to uh, judge. They did an event with Camera House at the Melbourne Zoo, and people had to submit their photos onto Instagram, so it's published, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, got a prize. So I had to choose that one. So I've been judging a few people's photos this week. Okay, uh, I've been building my NAS drive. Yeah, got that got that. Uh, up-ish and going-ish. <laughs> Up-ish. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've 
Yeah. Wasn't I've it already that. set up though? Because your mate who did the review. No, it was came without drives. So had to set it all up. Oh. So you could go high drives and all that sort of stuff. So when he reviewed it, did he have some drives that he could he just drive. He yeah, just put yeah, a few of his own, own in and took them out. Over 500 bucks on three drives. Um, and so, so, I've, so I've loaded up like two terabytes of images so far, of which I would have to imagine uh, 1.8 terabytes. No, that's probably an exaggeration. 1.5 terabytes of crap. Yeah. Uh, 0.4 of a terabyte would be photos of the kids. Right. And 0.1 of a terabyte is photos I've taken. And one percent of them are any good, right? <laughs> so uh, I've got to cull. I've got to do some culling because of my twelve terabytes of hard drives. I put in, put three, four gig terabytes in. Yeah. I only end, after it was all said and done, and all the you know the way it protects itself. I only had like six point eight nine terabytes of storage left. Left. Right. So you know, yeah, and I'm now down to like five and a half, which doesn't seem very much. Yeah, you know, but it is. But yeah, I've still got like seven hard drives to load on to it. I'm going to do some culling because there's an awful lot of crap on those. Yeah, you know, which is I've kind of been avoiding doing for yeah you know, ten years. Yeah, right. So um, so I've been, been setting that up, and uh, but the good thing is that during all that, uh, I'm, you know, you're loading photos, you're seeing them uploading. And um, I was sort of been watching it on my phone, and you see all these photos from India that I have never looked at. Oh, <laughs> so, right. And since I'm going to India in a couple of weeks, I thought, yeah, I've been looking at it. It's going to get me pumped up a bit for my trip, which yeah, is really cool. Good. Get me in the zone. Yeah. And part of their, their photo documentary, uh, travel documentary with the uh, with phones this week, hmm. we went into a building in Melbourne, and there was, which I didn't know even existed because it shows how much attention I pay, a Leica store. Oh, okay. A very large, a very large, very nicely done up Leica store uh, that we went past three times over the st- state of about two hours. Didn't see a single customer in there. Wow. Uh, so it's a, it's a big, expensive looking store and a moderately pricey shopping mall in the middle of the city. So who knows how they're making money out of that. But, wow. Um, but yeah. Well, they probably yeah. only need one customer a day to stay afloat. Well, you know. <laughs> Think it not Melbourne, Melbourne, like in Sydney as well. Same Australian retail space is bloody expensive. Oh, the most, hideous! The most expensive per square foot of anywhere in the world. Yeah, right. So I'm looking at their space. And I'm thinking, well, there's four hundred thousand minimum a year for their space. Yeah, right. Um, add to that, I don't know, one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand for staff. Yep. Yeah. So up to six hundred minimum, six hundred thousand. Let's say let's add another hundred thousand in extras. That's seven hundred thousand. That's before they buy any stock. Yep. Uh, and yeah, you've got to sell a hell of a lot of cameras to clear to cover you know, to make that back. What's of a million dollars worth of costs? Yep. Yeah, in a niche brand, in yeah, not the biggest country in the world. I mean, let's face it, out of a country of twenty six million people, how many are out there buying ten thousand dollar Leica bodies? Yeah, not many. Yeah, so it's it's, it's and when they're already in town. A very nice Leica department in Michael's camera store. Right. Wow. It's, it's, it's interesting. So I'll be, I'll be now. I know it's there. I'm going to be what keeping the blind, <laughs> see how long it lasts and, uh, and stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, that's, that's, that's been my week. But you it's, it's, get, it's get on their, get on their on. mailing list, mate, so that when they have a closing yeah. down sale, you. <laughs> <laughs> was ten thousand now nine thousand nine hundred and ninety. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I, 
I've been I've been um, busy in lots of little directions this yeah, week. Right. Yeah, right. Awesome. I've waffled on about it. That's pretty good. If you just have half the podcast, it's just well, <laughs> normal stuff, really. Waffle. So, so, oh, and I have, have been listening to. I've been reconnecting with our good old mate David Dushamin this week. Oh, okay. Because I knew he had and had failed to listen to for a long time um, a podcast. Oh, okay. He got the idea that we came onto ours, I think. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like 18. He thought I can do it better than that. That's <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. Uh, I, I can be twice as good with half as many people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my wife was listening to it. And right. she reminded me. Yeah, so it's called A Beautiful Anarchy. Okay. Uh, and my wife is quite artistic in her own way. Yep. And loves the art. Uh, she's as she's a writer among many of her other artistic pursuits. Right. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of crossover to the artistic temperament, the artistic mind frame of a writer as there is any other art form. So what he speaks about sort of resonates with her thought process as well. So she said she was listening to it. So I locked on and listened to like three or four episodes, which are pretty good. And then it's funny enough. I don't know whether it's spam or something, but the next day I got an email from him as well, you know, a group email, uh, just a blog post, yeah. and it was a, uh, and it was pretty good. It was uh, he just got back from Africa, and right. uh, I've got I've got I've got it written down here, so I want to uh, I want a, a little um, little word. So um, maybe I should actually pull up heartandvision dot com. Blog. Blog. What does blog mean? It's short for web log. Oh. It's basically an online diary. Uh, and it was founded by, it was either Mark Cuban or Jason Calacanis. I can't remember which of the two it was. I think it was Mark it Cuban. And, uh, yeah, and basically it was the idea of having a diary that you kept in an online form where you could share it with other people. And it was weblogs.inc, and that became shortened, you know, in, in common speech from weblog to just blog. And that's how the word came into the English language. So anyway. Do <laughs> <laughs> <To> go on. <laughs> The um, so so I got this email from Dave, yeah, uh, Big Dave, and he goes, "I just got back from Africa a week ago, and my hard drives are groaning with over twenty thousand images." Right, um, but what he speaks about resonates really strongly with me. And it's something, yeah, I think every photographer battles with, mm. and um, uh, and especially people who maybe do it as a hobby. Yep. More so than do it. For, and working professionals absolutely have it as well. But I think hobbyists are harder on themselves, possibly, in this regard, as to their success rate in photos. Right. Yeah. Maybe I think maybe the hobbyist doesn't understand what uh, what a pro goes through to get the shot necessarily. Right. They think some sort of magic happens or you know, they have this vision in their head and it all comes together perfectly and they, you know, they nail it every time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Um, it's, uh, yeah, because you, know, you see all the time, oh, you never take a bad photo. What a crock. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> Just so don't post them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I got back from East Africa a week ago. My hard drive's grown over 20,000 images. Of those, only about 1,500 were made during his week in Lalabella in Ethiopia, a place I'd love to go to. Right. So he says he was only in Lalabella for five days. That's 432,000 seconds. Okay. Ignoring the need for sleep. 
he made 15 images in those 432,000 seconds. Mm -hmm. That's an average of about 30 of a second for each photo. So it's only 50 seconds of actual shutter pressing time. 50 seconds out of 432,000 that were actually the time photos are being taken. Yeah. Okay. Of those 1,500 frames, only 12 made the cut. Right. Okay. So that's only 0.4 seconds of the entire five days he was in La Labella. In other words, roughly in product, in works of time to work product ratio, that's a million to one right. ratio. Um, so, yeah. Basically, out of every 125 photos he um, he takes, he might get one decent one. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. I don't know. You know. To me, that seems an odd way of expressing it. I, I would be more inclined to express it as a, a number of keepers versus the number of images shot and express that as a percentage rather than the amount of time spent in well, it. Well, but anyway, you, each to say, his own. If, you get tw- if you've got 12 out of 1,500... Yeah, you've got you spent five days. Less than a tenth of a percent. Yeah. You could shoot 1,500 frames in a day. You could shoot 1,500 frames in the morning. Yeah, of course you could. You could shoot 1,500 frames at a football game. Yeah. Yeah, this is five days. You're going there as a working professional with 35 years of experience, regardless of one of the best travel photographers going around, an expert in his field. Yep. And in five days of continuous shooting in phenomenal location with amazing things happening. I mean, if you look up Lalabella uh, on the internet, it is a room and, and the Christian pilgrimage that he goes there to shoot. Right. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal thing to go shoot. And out of all that time, working his ass off for five straight <laughs> days, he got 12 photos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would be very happy with 12 photos, frankly. <laughs> It, no, I'm serious, I'm serious. If I could shoot five days, I mean, my trip to India is coming up, but t- near 10 days of shooting. Yeah. If I can come home with 12 photos I love yeah. out of 10 days shooting, I'd be falling off my chair. Yeah. Because my goal is 10 per year. Yeah. So if I can do I can do 10 in a week. Yeah. It's, but either way, you know. As, I mean, you can sleep for the rest of the year, mate. <laughs> but it depends on, once again, it depends on the, on the um, you know, what your acceptances of what's a good image to you of yeah. course yeah but but my point is that that I mean people think you know um yeah as an amateur oh, I've, I've been out for a day taking photographs and i haven't got any i like well how many photos do you take oh, i took 60 yeah or oh, i took 200 photos and none of them are any good yeah yeah <laughs> that, that's 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 about right you know, <laughs> yeah. keep, keep at it, you know? Um, you gotta keep going yeah. um it's like playing know, the it, pokies just keep going it'll pay yeah. off eventually <laughs> um so let's see, put it down here there's a little bit further down here um so here goes it says, so, so it brings us to, to a more practical point to stop beating yourself up for the 1488 images that didn't make the cut okay yeah people yeah, you look at all those thousands of images that are you know, never going to be good for anything, and you're not going to do anything with them. And, and, and as he said, they're the process, they're the sketches. You have to shoot a scene sometimes quite a bit because uh, you don't really know what you're trying to say or what you're trying to take a photo of, yeah, or, or, or how, how to pull all those elements together or where to, which is the best place to stand or what's the best perspective, what's the best lens, what's the best shutter speed and aperture to be to, to render this image the way it's going to stand out to you 
you know. So you've got to shoot it and shoot it with intent and, and trying different things and expecting and accepting that they, lots of them are going to be crap. Yeah, yeah. but they're, 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 artists do it all the time. They, they sketch uh, a, a brief outline of something. Mm-hmm. Just to get that idea down, you know. They're never yeah. going to do anything with it. There's thousands of Picassos out there of just little twirly little jotty lines where he's had a sort of a, an outline of an idea. Yeah. You know, they've had bad photos. Yeah. They're, they're the things that were kind of, kind of working towards the, the finished vision of whatever it is we're trying to take photos of. <clears throat> so he says, yeah, they're, they're, they're the process, they're the sketches, they're necessary. Most of us will spend this year coming taking an astonishing number of really dodgy photos, images we hope no one will see, but we must. And what we must not do is spend the year trying to reduce that number. In fact, we should be trying to take more. There's more mistakes from which we learn, more risks in which we find our hidden surprises, and more exploratory sketches in which we find our best work. Yeah, nice. Yeah, shoot through the shit, basically. Yeah, yep. so, Don't walk up to a scene and just take three photos of it, you know, or spend 30 seconds there and shoot it and expect it to magically be iconic. Yeah. You know, just because, and you might be in a magically iconic place. Lalabella, yeah, and we've talked about Lalabella before in Ethiopia. It's where they've carved these churches straight down and top them mountaintops. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, it's these, and, and there's a pilgrimage of Christians, and the sort of Christianity they um, they practice is basically as it would have been at the time of Christ. Right. You know? It's really raw and and, you know, and mystical, and, the, and and they all wear white robes and white hats, and they're all just crawling down into this church down the bottom of this this uh, this canyon, basically. Right. Uh, phenomenal place to shoot. Yeah. yeah right. Incredible, incredible imagery, and yet. A, a practiced photographer still can only manage a few great images. Yeah. And it's not the first time there. This is the other thing, too. How many times he's been there? Four or five times, at least, that I know of. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you're, oh, you're not sure what to expect because, yeah, you've been there before. Yeah. You know? And that can also be a problem, too, of course. If you've been someplace multiple times, you've shot the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You shot, yeah. You shot yeah. the, the low hanging fruit. Yep. And now you're trying to reach the fruit at the top of the tree, and that's the damn side harder than that low yeah. hanging stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So maybe you have to shoot more, and you'd have to stand on all those photos to reach higher. Yeah. A, I like that. It's kind of nice. Now, um, questions without yeah. notice. Yeah. Do you, like, yeah, you've, you've, you've just sort of glossed over that idea of, you know, shooting thousands and thousands and thousands yep. of images. 99% of which are absolute crap. Yeah. Do you ever delete them? Well, that's what I'm doing with my NAS drive. I never have because I've just been too lazy and just dumped things right onto hard drives. But, of course, at some point you're going to reach bloat. Yeah. level where just, you've just got nothing but crap everywhere. And to find anything good, because my system's not very good anyway, yeah. but I've just got garbage everywhere. So right. I, I have this week been sitting there and I'm looking at a whole bunch of bad images Uh but the bad images that I have memories of. Yeah. Yeah, the bad images that I remember the moment, the time, the people I was with, the things that were happening. I've got a better photo maybe of that image, but maybe I don't. Maybe I didn't get a good photo of that particular thing. Yeah. All I've got is the crap. Yeah. So it's kind of tough. And that's you know? kind of where um, I'm at as well, you know, because I know you primarily shoot JPEG, where I shoot RAW all the time. So my potential for bloat is is worse or would be if I yeah. shot more often. But I swing between these two opposites of 
do I keep everything forever? Because like you just said, I remember where I was and I remember the sights and the sounds and the smells and, you know, and it's all part, particularly in relation to my travel stuff. Um, and, and your kids. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I'd never, never delete them. Yeah, yeah, I'd never delete those. Um, yeah. But then, you know, and then the other side of me says, well, but you're never, ever, ever going to use those images. Yeah. You've already narrowed yeah. down the, you know, the 3,000 shots you came home with and you've narrowed it down to the, you know, the, 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 the 50 or the 100 that you're happy with that yeah. you put in the photo book and you're never going to do anything with the other yeah. images. So why are you them keeping again. them? It's not like you're going to go back and go, oh, I remember that moment. Because you're never going to go back to look at those photos. Exactly. Like, exactly. Isn't that, the, isn't, that the, isn't that the hoarder in us? Isn't that the human Very much mentality? so. But the, the, the beauty the, of the, the digital age, cycle. of course, is that, you know, they just sit on a hard drive. They don't take up a whole lot of space. It's not like we're keeping them. folders yeah. and folders full of negatives like we used to. Or, uh, But you know at some stage that hard drive is going to die. Oh, and then for sure. those images are gone. But then do you even care anymore about them, you know? Yeah. But, but also about the children. I mean, I'm looking at folders and I've got like – 30 or 40 photos from a sequence Yeah, that maybe I'll pull one from, but there's 30 or 40 others and yeah. they're saying that aren't as good. Yeah. So you should just delete them. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's hard. It is know? hard, yeah. Uh, but I've started to do it a little bit. Yeah. You know? maybe, maybe I'm keeping half of that 40. Yeah. You know, and maybe that maybe it's a process you have to do several times. Maybe. Kind of, yeah, I think this is, they say this with people who who hoarders in houses where they just keep everything oh. that came into their position. Yeah. They're, they're just going to start do the process once, and then the second time, just slowly get used to discarding yeah. the stuff that's not going to be of value going forward. Yeah. You know? And if but if it's a unique moment, of course you're going to keep it, even if it's not very oh, good. Of course. But do you need 40 of that unique moment? It's not very unique if there's 40 of them. <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. Um, so, so, and so, so the same with the travel stuff. You, 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 there's lots of photos that uh, there's something that's been happening that either light sucked, you know, yep. the, the, or there's people in the background you don't want to be there, or just, just stuff that just takes it, stops it from being a photo that you really like, but you love that moment, you love that memory. Yeah. So you have to maybe keep that, even though no one else will see it, and you probably will never see it again. Yeah. <laughs> But you might be able to get rid of 20 or 30 or 40 or 60 or 80 percent of the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, you know. So it, it's tough. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big struggle. And I said, and it's become really, really obvious this week going through my, my hard drives. Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with my because I I have all of my shoots categorized yeah. into subfolders. So there's a folder for family, there's a folder for commercial, there's a folder for uh, personal projects, and I think I'm going to start with my personal projects folder, and I'm yeah. going to go through that over the next week. Uh, so by the time we record next, yeah. uh, I will hopefully be able to report that I have gone through and culled some of that stuff. I'll have to work up to attacking the family folder because, you know, obviously yeah, there's exactly. a lot of stuff there that's going to have reasons for being held on to. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, there's still a, a lot of crap that it could easily go. So, yeah, yeah okay. So uh, that's, that's a project for me to work on. I've got a busy schedule this next week again. Yeah. But I'm going to try and find – I need to keep at it. 
So I'll be, I'll be doing the same thing. So let's report, see how each of us got on with our project, <laughs> the, sure. the culling project. And, and I'm, I'd um, like to hear from listeners, like, are, are you the type of person who keeps every single frame you shot, even when you left the lens cap on, or are you the kind of person who just goes, no, these are the keepers out of that shoot and I'm ditching the rest? I'd love to hear, you know, just what the percentage of, you know, distribution is on that <laughs> on that scale yeah, yeah. Amongst, our, uh, amongst our listeners. All right. Well, yeah. What else you got? So, 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 so to me, that was that was a big thing about the about um, uh, how people perceive their ability as photographers. Yeah. Based on they, honestly, this is the problem with the digital age. You compare yourself to what you see on Instagram and and yeah, Facebook and all these other you know, places where the photos are just so overwhelmingly good yeah uh not always but you, know, you see enough phenomenal images that it, it's quite dampening of the spirit yeah um, i would say it's a if you're a photographer that's shooting for your own pleasure don't be on social media don't get be on of, social media get rid of instagram get rid of well maybe facebook but don't be in any photo groups right <laughs> don't look at other people's photos Right. <laughs> uh, don't don't jump on social media and see. Oh, let's just type an astro one in uh, Instagram, and all of a sudden you're daunted by the phenomenal yeah. work of ten thousand photographers. Yeah, and you go, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. So, what does that do when you go out and your images? You look at your images and go, oh, oh, yeah, I, that, that's, that's I know nothing. Story. Yeah. And, and and the whole point of taking photos. Is for the pleasure of I would imagine is the pleasure of taking photos. Yeah, it's the pleasure of going out and doing, not necessarily always the end result. And we talked about this the other week, maybe the end of last year, when I said, you know, when I'm not necessarily in love with photography, but I love the going out and doing. Yeah, yeah, more so than the end result. Yeah, the end result doesn't hold a lot of. Yeah, yeah I don't delete anything, obviously, but, <laughs> but it doesn't hold a lot of uh, emotional attachment to it yeah the pleasure is the going out and doing and okay. if, as an amateur photographer that's surely why you do it there are a lot of and people who feel that way about fishing that it's more yeah. about just the doing than the actual catching of fish <laughs> well it's, it's i mean I'm, as, a, as a mad fisherman myself um i, I would agree with that it's the getting out and and the experience of doing yeah and it's it's got to be for lots of things i mean you don't you don't go Maybe you know, say car racing as a hobby, just to win. You go for the the, the thrill, yeah. And if you win, it's a bonus kind of thing. You know? yeah. not, obviously, not everyone's quite like that because yeah. Uh, but you can't win at photography, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. But I mean, I, to, yeah, to me, the the, the uh, maybe I don't understand the mentality where the process of going out and shooting, as frustrating as it can be, because stuff doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, where that's not where the joy is. It's not – the fact that it doesn't work out shouldn't be important. Yeah. You know, it, it, once you press the button, that's all that matters. What the photo is like is less important than everything you did up until you press the button. Yeah. And that's where the joy should be. And if you can't get joy in that, then you're going to be in deep doo-doo on the other side because <laughs> of that – once again, that success rate of good photographs is so low – Mm-hmm. that your experience of photography is going to be so bad. If you can't get the joy of the going out, the doing, and, and up to the press of the button being enough, yeah, should that be enough? Should the pre- I'm, I'm going to do a whole talk of this in the camera clubs. I've decided. It's just hit me. This is, this is all free. free uh, off the top of my head, I think 
press the button, don't look at the photo. <laughs> Download them on your computer, put them on the hard drive, don't look at them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't post them on social media. Yeah, unless it's like a family birthday party. Yeah, stuff like that. But if you've yeah. gone out for a day to take photos, you know what you've taken. You were there. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the sites. You yeah. know what you You probably looked at the screen on the back of the camera. Yeah. You've seen them. Yeah. Put them on the hard drive and never look at them again. Yeah. Yeah. Finish at the press. <laughs> and and maybe once – maybe this is one of those Zen things, you know. Once you've mastered the art of, of all the joy – being beautifully satisfied by just the process the button. Yep. Then once you, once you, once that can be enough, you can then look at your photos. Right. <laughs> but until that can be enough, the photos will never make it better. Yeah. Yeah. The photos will never make it more, more satisfying than the process of doing. Right. I think. Okay. I find that to me, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so let's, let's just carry on from that because um, based on that, I, I was also um, reading what artists talk about. Okay. Painters. Uh, um, so just some painters talking on, on um, just just little phrases I was, I was reading about. Because I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, how, how, do, how do painters talk about their art? Okay. Yeah, they don't talk about the paintbrushes and the canvases and stuff so much. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, they probably do, but maybe not quite as much as gear guys, photographers do. So a couple of little quotes I thought was was kind of interesting. Uh, one, it's an accumulation of gestures, colours, and textures. Yeah, right. The painting, yeah. and that's and that's what we're doing when we're when we're photographing, bit travel, whatever. We're accumulating the 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 texture of the thing we're doing, the colours, the the atmosphere, the 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 mood is that's that's the stuff. Why are we taking the photo if we're not considering those things? Yeah, we're talking about photography. Why are we not talking about colours, textures? Yeah. yeah the, what 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 interesting mood are we trying to achieve, and and how do we achieve that? If you don't have a plan for um, how to bring those elements into your photography, once again, going beyond pressing the button is not going to be enough. Yeah. Then there's this one. There's a there's a kind of alchemy that happens when the visual information moves from the eye or the mind to the brush. It's an intuitive process. Achieving a lightness isn't interesting in itself. It's more of an entry point. Okay, so to, so my 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 switching that into photo thought process is um, there is an alchemy that happens. Once again, I'm, I'm a travel photographer, so I have to bring it back to travel. Is when I see something in a street somewhere when I'm traveling, there's that that moment of rush when oh look at this, you know, yeah. that's that's the alchemy of, of the of all that visual information. But you've been going to try and translate that into something in the photograph. Yeah, simply capturing. The likeness isn't enough. It's not interesting in itself. Yeah. It's, it's that that first photo. And this goes back to David Singer. There's twelve photos out of fifteen hundred in La La Bella. That first photo is the starting point of, of the painting. Yeah, it's, it's just the, the sketch. <laughs> it's the first stroke. You know, you've got to shoot it. And, and how how are you going to cap? Maybe you get it right first shot. Maybe you're lucky enough. Whatever's happening is dynamically interesting enough. By chance, you're in the right spot. By chance, you had the time to get the right settings, or you already had the right settings. You had time to get the right lens on. Yeah. But more than likely not, because that's not how the world works. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Simply achieving the likeness of what we saw doesn't itself make the photo any good. Yeah, yeah. We've got to find a way. How do we 
tell that story? How do we tell our reaction to what we saw? How do we how do we pass that through to a viewer who's used to seeing all these billion buddy photos on inst- Instagram and go on? Well, that's nowhere near as good as the other fourteen thousand astro photos I've seen. Yeah, uh, yours yours have got ten thousand stars. They've all got like a million stars. Yeah. you know, or whatever. You know, uh, but I thought it was really good. Uh, achieving a likeness isn't interesting in itself. It's just the entry point. Yeah. So that those when we and and I always say this at workshops. Right? When I'm teaching workshops, whenever I set up a shot, and we all get through the that's not the photo. We can never take the photograph. To me, I can never take the photograph I want to take at a workshop. We can only get to the starting point. Right. And that starting point is where does where does the person stand? Where do they look? Where's the light coming from? What's it doing? What colors can we use? What pose? What exposure? What settings? What lens? All that stuff. Yep. Take the first photo. Okay, record that. But that's that's the starting point. Yeah. If you were shooting that for reels, now you work it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just try moving move it. Look down. All these other nuances that you'd put into it. Yeah. Um, so at a workshop, I've never ever taken. Yeah, you know, I, I rarely take a photograph that I'm happy with because I only ever get to the starting point. I know there's more there, but yeah. I'm trying to teach you 15 different things today, not one thing. Yeah, you know. And so I think that's the same in in any anything we try and shoot. Now that's why we don't just take one photo of something. You know, um, yeah, we, we we get a bit snap happy sometimes and shoot a lot, but it, it's that's that building the sketches, it's building the idea, and hopefully. Achieving that likeness, not being interesting itself, you work through that and shoot it enough, and you you try different things and you try some different settings. That maybe it transcends that just likeness of itself and becomes something more. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, then this one here: a painting must have tension to provoke us to look at it, to wake us up from the state of indifference. Then the rest will come. And this is obviously the same with a photograph. Once again, and by chance, everything that we talk about tonight seems to be coming back. You know, look at Instagram. You know, if you go on Instagram and you look at other people's photos, it's going to be soul crushing. You know? Yeah. Uh, we look at our own photo. Yeah. You know, if we've taken a photograph and 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 it, it doesn't have the tension that provokes everyone else to look and go, oh my goodness, yeah, you know, to wake us up from that from that from that state of indifference. And that state of indifference is, is I've just seen ten thousand amazing photos and had no reaction to it. Yeah. Or no reaction more than that. It's nice. What what comes to mind, you know, from that to wake us up from a state of indifference is the comment you made late last year about the number of photographs that are uploaded to Instagram versus the number that actually get a like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because exactly. what was it? It was like you know, one four percent or something stupid amount. Point zero zero one. So, so you know, if you want to look at images, yeah, go to a gallery. Go yeah. to an art gallery. Go to go to, go to a museum of, of, where where there's only thirty paintings in the entire building. Yeah, not a million. Yeah, and you walk and you take your time. You look at the texture. You look at the 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 process, the mood, the feel, the angles, the viewpoints, the perspectives. And you get to see them three feet wide instead of three inches wide. And 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 maybe that will take you up from that 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 state of indifference of. Oh, everything's amazing. Yeah. yeah if you have seen the Lego movie, everything is awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, Instagram, everything is awesome, except mm. the stuff I put up. <laughs> you know? so, so, that was, so I thought that was, that was pretty good. How do we wait? How do we, and once again, you were there taking the photo, so you had the feels. Yeah. When you showed the photo to the person who wasn't there, they didn't. Yeah. 
don't have that emotional connection we were talking about a few minutes ago when it had to come to delete images. They didn't have that emotional connection to it. So there's got to be a tension to, to, to provoke the person to look at it more than beyond a brief lip of a second and go, nice. Yeah. You know? And this, this woman, I really liked her, her way of looking at it. Painting is a space for the critical deployment of ambiguity, wit, failure, and unknowing. Okay. So by that is when we're trying to capture an image, what is it we're saying? You know, are we using the the devices of uh, subtlety, the ambiguity, the unknown of what's happening? Are we trying to tell a funny moment using wit? Are we are we showing a homeless person on the street the failure? Yeah, the the the, the person, the small person on the top of the on top of the rock, looking out over this massive mammoth bloody landscape with stars yeah. maybe going over the head. The unknowing. What what devices are we using in the photograph to capture to to put that tension to provoke? People from their state of indifference. What, and once again, we can't we can't just use the same elements everybody else is using. No. Yeah. We've all seen the person standing on the rock with the head torch pointing at the Milky Way. Yeah. How many times? Yeah. So if you shot that, hey, you'd never be happy with it because it's nowhere near as good as everyone else's. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good it is, you'd never you'd, you'd still never feel anything about it. Yeah. yeah? Uh, so what what devices are we going to use? that is at least different to what everyone else is seeing. And that's really hard. Yeah. And which brings to the last quote absolutely perfectly. And this is, this is my favorite one of all the space between frustration and happiness is a thin one. Yeah. And great photographer did this quote, uh, me. Right. (laughs) Uh, This this is what came to me at the end of all the stuff I was going through tonight. Right. The space between frustration, all the stuff it takes to get the one image, all the the bad exposures, the out of focus, the the wrong settings, the wrong lens, the wrong time of day, the all the all the frustration of photography. Yeah. Flips in a second into the joy when it all comes together. It's a very thin line between the two. Yeah, if it's, it's yeah, ninety nine percent one side one sided the frustration and one percent happiness. It's a very very um, imbalanced yeah. product. Yeah, but it's a very thin line between the two. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. take. It just takes that one key element to kick it over that frustration level to make it work. That one thing, you know, it's like if someone's if you're photographing someone and they just turn and just there's a little something in the eyes and you capture that little something that was only there for a second. Yeah. That's that tipping point from frustration to happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can see if it's ninety nine to one, how much you have to shoot frustrated before you'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess that's once again, only works if you're looking at the end image. If you're not looking at the end image and you're enjoying the process of the doing and right. the challenge of the doing, yeah. then that frustration ain't all that bad. Mm. Yeah, that frustration isn't because you think 99 to 1 frustration level, yeah, that's <laughs> what a terrible, that's like golf, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why would anyone do that to themselves, you know? But people do every day. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but if you if you enjoy the process of crafting it and trying to build it and yeah and feel it, then that frustration's actually a happy place as well. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a bit esoteric. 
Hmm. It's just sort of been where my, my head my head was at when I was looking at all these sort of things, you know. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Stuff to so, think yeah. about. Well, maybe, maybe not, you know. <laughs> Take it, leave it. Yeah. As I've always said, yeah. I'm just it's just an opinion, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but it's it, but it's interesting conversations to have yeah. with your fellow photographers. Yeah. When don't talk about the new D6 that just came out. Yeah. Don't talk about the whatever, but talk about hey, how did you overcome your frustrations last time you were shooting? What what were your problems you had to deal with? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were what what what, what were the, what were the, and did you manage to overcome it? Or did you not get the, oh, I didn't get the end result. Well, why not? I said, oh, by the time I figured it out, it stopped happening. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my life to a T, you know. Um, yeah. I, might, I might actually spend the next week, if I can remember and have time to do it, I'm going to put up crap photos for a week. Right. I'm going to put up photos that out of focus, didn't work, shot the ground, <laughs> all, all yeah, the, the real travel photography. Yeah, right. That's it. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm going to start tonight. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Images from a real travel photographer. Uh, excellent. And I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm just post crap. Yeah. yeah. I did see one image this week. You're not taking bookings for any tours at the moment, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I've got Africa in, in August. <laughs> I didn't want to see. Well, I haven't even seen the, most of the photos in Africa I took myself. But uh, uh, it, it's, 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 but you know, that's the thing. You know, that, that's real people. And one of the big things about tours, and I've been thinking a lot this last week as I'm prepping for India about talking to um, my clients this way to them. About about the tour and managing their expectations about well you know it's going to be frustrating yeah things aren't going to work out you're not going to get the shots he's going to get shots and you're going to miss them I'm going to get shots that you wish you had and you're going to hate me for it and you'll do the same to me yeah you're going to get shots that I wish I'd gotten you that's that's the thing but hey look at all these crap shots I've taken yeah yeah I've, I've taken as many crap shots as you maybe I've maybe because. And this is the thing, um, if you shoot enough, the camera becomes secondary to your body. Yeah, it sort of blends into your body. You spin dials without thinking. It all becomes a subconscious process. Yeah. That, so your speed is really quick at changing stuff. Yep. That, uh, and, and there's an awful lot less care. So I don't, yeah, you know, I don't turn cameras off to change lenses. I don't care about dust. I don't have those problems. I don't use filters. I don't use lens caps rear or front. You know, <laughs> all so all that stuff speeds up the process of changing lenses and all that sort of stuff uh, and changing settings, which they because of their lack of being shooting every almost every day. You know, yeah. their hands aren't going to be that fast. So people will get frustrated. So maybe I get to the end point quicker than they do. But I'm going to shoot a bunch of crap shots, and they're going to shoot a bunch of crap shots. Yeah. And so, matter of managing those expectations to, yeah, you know, on this tour, how many good photos do you think you're going to take? Yeah. And they say, oh, a couple of hundred. I said, well, you're dreaming. Yeah. You know, you're going to take thousands of photos, but at the end of the day, how many of them are you actually going to love? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I, I can't remember who I was talking to. I, I was talking to one of uh, my kids are at karate the other day, and uh, one of the dads at karate. Uh, it's a little bit into photography. So we're talking about this sort of stuff and I, I, we're talking, uh, looking through some photos and I was showing photos and, and saying, you know, in travel photography, uh, people see your images and they expect to get those images yeah. or something along that kind of line when they travel. Well, that's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, the, the things that happen aren't going to happen again. Yep. 
there may be variations of it, but, you know, I've got a shot of the Taj Mahal at Sunset. Always birds flying over the top of it. You know, wow. that's not going to uh, I've been there a bunch of times. It's never, ever, ever happened before. Yeah, so, and, it was, and they were there for 0.3 of a second. I'm the only one who was quick enough to raise my camera and go bang, bang. Yeah. And, if, and I had five other people on tour with me standing there talking to me and not one of them reacted, you know. Yeah. So even if stuff happens, you might not get it, you know. And then the, all the icon, not all the, but lots of the icon, oh, wow, it's an amazing, are set up. Yeah. yeah? You walk up to the guy and say, hey, can we take your photo? Yeah. Can you stand over there? Yeah. Can you look over there? Yeah. Take the photo. Good on you, mate. No worries. Yeah. You know, so it's a set up. Yeah. Uh, but it's, oh, it's beautifully lit. It's a great face. Oh, wonderful photo. But it doesn't feel, it doesn't have the joy. Yep. When you get the photograph, your, your satisfaction from that photograph is less because of the process you had to go through to get it to happen. Yep. I because would I would say guy, that about my um my image of the guy hanging out of the train in Borneo, yeah, uh, yeah. within the pith helmet. You know that was of of all the portraits that I did in Borneo, that was my favourite, and it was set up. You know, I said to the guy, yeah. "Can you just hang out of the carriage door like that?" You got the shot, yeah, but there's no joy in it. Or no, oh, I, I did, I did. But you got I, joy in it. I I enjoyed that shot. Yeah, but do you do you look at it and go, ah, oh, I remember when that happened? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you look at me and go, remember when I told that guy to sit there and look over there and do this? <laughs> I do. It's not the same as something happening, you know? <laughs> and so the problem is, in the real world, yeah. it's incredibly rare to find that great-looking character in an amazing-looking outfit standing exactly the right spot in exactly the right light, looking exactly the right direction and staying there until you've got all your stuff set up. No, not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It does, though. It does, <laughs> but so bloody rarely yeah. that, you know, you're going to get maybe two or three opportunities like that in a tour yeah. where someone just happens to be – you're going to get lots of opportunities of people in average light. Yeah, you get lots of opportunities yeah. of people with great faces – but with less attractive, by, by less attractive, I mean better looking, yeah. people sit next to him that you have to kind of include in the photo, you know. So there's going to be stuff that happens. You know, there's the real, and then there's the the, the 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 dream photos we want to take, but they're more often than not less real. Yeah. You know, and that, to me, when I look at my photographs, I don't get a lot of joy from them because I said, well, I had to make that happen. Right. Yeah, that, that didn't happen naturally. So when I, when I put photos of my own up, that yeah, so it was a back screen, background screen on my computer or something, and I've got one on mine at the moment. It's from Pushcar Camels Fair, as an example. Yeah. They're almost always moments that actually happened. Right. But get this, none of them are as well lit. Yeah. None of them are as dramatic and interesting, but they're all real. Yeah. yeah? So the photos I get the, the satisfaction from are not the ones that, people know me for maybe right yeah which is and of course and if you show them the ones that you're known for yeah they go I mean, that, that, that you like they go oh, oh yeah uh, <laughs> this is a guy with some camels yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's what was happening yeah. yeah he was standing in average light but isn't it cool look at the camels next to him that and this one's kind of got a bit of a smile like he's having a chat to that one or whatever it may be you know but i guess that's the difference between the photos that inspire us because we remember being there versus you know what you were talking about with the paintings of um you know shaking people out of their indifference you know 
other people aren't going to get from that image what you get from that image because they exactly. weren't there with they you. They don't have the experience of it. Exactly yeah. right. So it's but you show them a photograph of that same guy. You move him somewhere and light him well, and they go, "Oh my goodness, isn't that amazing?" Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, to get the better image, you have to interject more. Yeah, you, know, you have to, and, and I have to be assured that people will get every day a couple of really good photos. Hopefully, you know, mm. and you can't rely on we're going to go to these places and they're going to be wandering around and that they'll get them. Right. Because they're going to have different skill levels. They may not see the things that you see. They may see better stuff. Yeah. Let's say they don't. And they may get phenomenal images. But you have to be assured that they're going to get good images. And you can't be assured that they'll get good images if you leave it up to their own devices. <laughs> so yeah. the only way you can be assured that they'll get a couple of great images every day is if you set them up. Yeah. Because you know then, okay, I've got those ones in the bag. At least whatever else they do today, it's going to be around those things. They've got those really cool ones, and they'll have a bunch of other stuff. Some might be better, yeah, but at least we know we've got those two. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the trials and tribulations, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Funny stuff. <sighs> anyway, that's just me finished waffling. I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week, we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running. The link will be in the show notes. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. So, what was the interesting new bits from Canon? Oh, nothing. I'm not going to talk about gear anymore. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, 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 but, but there's, there's, there's two, Canon put out, I can't remember what model number came out, it was, it's, it's unimportant, but a couple of interesting developments. The One Rebel T8i. Yeah, who cares, yeah. Um, uh, but then it does vertical video. It supports vertical video. Oh, God, I hate it already. But you can see, you can see how they're, they're shifting what an SLR does yeah. to suit how people use them now. Yeah. yeah. They shoot a video and they watch it on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, and one I missed, I didn't know that their EOS 90 or whatever there had um, eye autofocus. Yeah. Which is nothing special if you're a Sony user or because they're all mirrorless. Yep. But this is the first mirrored camera that I know of that had eye focus. Yeah, I detect. Focus. Sorry, what are you? Um, which camera are you talking about? There's an EOS 90 that came out in August last year. Oh, interesting. And, this, one's, yeah, Be- this one's got it as well, and that's when I saw it. They go, oh wow, they've introduced it to this, but then they go, oh, it's the same as this other feature and this other camera. Right, because um, so I missed it last the, year. The newly announced Nikon D6 is going to have eye autofocus for optical viewfinder and is so, uh, the the post that I saw just this afternoon said the first camera to have. <laughs> So obviously it's not. No, it was uh, the, the Canon ninety last August. It was announced. Uh, All right. It. Um, so, that's, uh, but I thought that I don't know what technology they're using to make this happen. I can understand how it works on a, on a mirrorless camera. How the sensor can you know, use these algorithms and knowledge and you know, databases and yep. pick up a face and know where an eye is. And, but I'm not sure how a, a mirrored camera does that. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. You know? Well, I um, guess I guess it would. You know, and I, and I am just guessing, but the rays of light that are coming through the lens and are hitting the sensor 
are being captured in the equivalent of RAM as a digital image, and then, you know, it's applying the same, you know, pixel peeping technology that mirrorless cameras are using. But it's not, it's not hitting the sensor until they've taken the photo. And it's already focusing on the eyes. Because remember, it's yeah, in the that's mirror. A good, that's a good into, point. Into, yeah, that's a good point. Going up into the, into the prism. Yeah. So, so it's obviously something to do with the, 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 the phase, whatever autofocus system yep. they're using has somehow managed to be able to develop yep. a way of seeing faces or detecting objects. Yeah. But I thought it was quite, a, quite an interesting shift. It's not something I've seen before. Yeah. I thought, well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that was kind of, yeah. So it's not so much a gear post, but, oh, that's an interesting take. On, on something that I guess yeah, Sony users have taken for granted for quite a few years now. Yeah. Uh, but is that their way of combating that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Or maybe not, but I thought it was, it was a, little bit of, a little bit of note there, nothing else. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm Could not, not going to cover it. No, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> Was there anything on there worth talking about? Um, Fujifilm has yeah. dropped their brand ambassador. No, nah, I don't care about that. No? Okay. We can talk about that next week. But I think I think we've had a. I've really enjoyed our chat. Yeah, it's been a good chat tonight. I think I think um, I think we've. Uh, I, I'd like to not dilute it. Yeah, you know, it's enough. all running around in my head at the moment. I'm, I'm loving what's running around in my head. Yep. And um, it's kind of always like, I want to go off and think about these things some more. Fair enough. You know? So um, and so delete some images. <laughs> I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go into my NAS, find a crap image, and post it. Excellent. I'll yeah. I'll wait and I'll like it. <laughs> Comment nice. Yeah, that's right. We'd love the nice. You know? um, but yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try as often as I can over the next few days. Post yeah. garbage. Excellent. Yeah, uh, and as much varied garbage as I possibly can. <laughs> Right, fair enough. I'm not talking the accidental shooting the ground stuff. I'm talking about I actually tried to take a shot, yeah. and this is how shite it came out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you could go the other way and go, I've been experimenting with some new techniques and I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick Gahonis, and see and um, see whether anyone uh, goes, oh, yeah, mate, it's great. <laughs> I can't remember if it was Nick Gahonis or Rocco and Cora this week, uh, very well-known Australian yeah. uh, or worldwide. No, uh, wedding photographers was commenting on some current current trend in wedding photography that I haven't seen, where overexposed, out of focus, blurry photos are the new norm. <laughs> like they're the art, the new art in wedding photography. Right. And he goes, he says, that now he's been doing this for many, 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 many years. He's seen many trends come and go. Yeah. Uh, somebody's followed, somebody hasn't. This one he can't wait for it to go past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So uh, I'm going to go show my, my new wedding technique. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, okay. All right, mate. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay, T-minus 38 next week. That's right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Shutters Inc. Another audio2u.com quality podcast. For questions, comments and feedback, email theboys at shuttersinpodcast.com.